Hey, hello, and welcome. It's me, John Park, and this is Make Code Live with me, John Park. I just said that. Uh, thanks for coming by today. Uh, it's great to be back. I took a couple of days off at the end of last week, uh, and so didn't do my usual uh, Adafruit workshop show, but I did do Make Code Live last week, and now I'm back uh, to the normal flow of things. Uh, and I, first of all, want to say thanks to, uh, everyone for making the change with us over to Twitch. Uh, so we had been on, uh, on the Mixer network and, uh, with, with the changes and the closing down of Mixer, we've now switched on over to, uh, using Twitch. And, uh, so that's the Twitch, um, MS Make Code page, so twitch.tv slash MS Make Code. And we're also on uh, the Adafruit Twitch and the Adafruit YouTube, Facebook, Periscope. Uh, that might be it. And uh, let's see, I'm going to have a little sip of some delicious iced tea and then we can get going. Uh, so let's see, uh, if you want to join us in chat, um, we are typically in the Adafruit Discord for most of our chat. So that's adafruit.it slash discord if you want to get an invite and a link. Uh, I'll pop in there and say hi. Uh, and that's where uh, in the live broadcast chat channel, you can find a lot of our uh, discussion. And then also keep an eye out on uh, the YouTube, uh, the Adafruit YouTube. And uh, let's see, we've got... Hey, Jim Hendrickson, nice to see you. Uh, who else do we have over here in YouTube? Uh, we have, oh, an attempt at spamming. Goodbye, spammer. Please don't do that. And uh, you know what? I'll try to keep an eye over in Twitch uh, as well. Let's see, I haven't, I haven't typically gone over to, uh, to the Twitch side to keep an eye on things just because it's so many chats. Uh, but let's see, do we have, let me pop open the chat for, for this. Uh, hey, CS Randy, will the stream be saved to YouTube as well is the question. And uh, yes, it, it shall be. Uh, we'll have it on YouTube as well. I think it should be on, uh, is it on the MS Make Code YouTube? I think so, because I, I don't think we typically archive to Twitch. Um, but you can check there and we'll also be archiving onto the Adafruit YouTube. So you'll have a lot of ways to find that. Um, so, here on the uh, the MS Make Code channel, we have all kinds of great programming. You can uh, head over, in fact, to uh, the Make Code page to check out the schedule. And I think there's also a schedule up on the MS Make Code Twitch to see what other shows there are. Uh, I think we have one today right after this show, in fact. So I'm at uh, noon to one Pacific time. And then I think we make Make Code will be on right after. So. Uh, there's loads and loads of good programming for you to check out if you're interested. Uh, okay, so let's get started then with our project of the week. So what I wanted to do was show off uh, something inside of the maker.makecode. So uh, let me pop open this sidebar here and you'll see in maker.makecode, we have the option to use a whole bunch of different boards. So you'll see right here, I've got a uh, Feather M4 Express board hooked up. And inside of, um, you may be used to the typical microbit make code. We've got that. We have the Adafruit make code, which is the Circuit Playground Express. And uh, then the um, maker.make code is kind of a catch-all for a whole bunch of hardware. 
so if you, in fact, if you head up to the gear icon in maker.makecode and uh, switch your board. Let's see, I think I can do that down here. Choose hardware. Here is a huge list of hardware that will work with maker.makecode. So this is the place to, to go check things out. If you're, if you're wondering if a piece of hardware will work with makecode, this is the place to check. This is your list. So uh, I have this selected right here. I won't reselect it because, gosh, who knows what that'll do. Um, and here in uh, maker.makecode, we now see that we have the hardware uh, that we've picked as well as this little breadboard that will assemble itself for you as you select uh, different blocks inside of makecode itself. Um, so that's the overview. And the reason I'm, I'm using this is today I wanted to show you how you can set up a set of faders or slide potentiometers to uh, control a strip of NeoPixel LEDs. So what I'll do is actually give you a little bit of a demo in uh, my down shooter here. You'll see I have uh, this little piece of hardware that I put together. Uh, and this is a strip of NeoPixels. It's actually two strips of the PCB-based NeoPixels. Uh, and I'm going to disassemble some stuff out of, out of the way here. This, these pieces of wood are here just so you can see a nice reflection of the LEDs, which makes them easier to see on camera. Um, Inside here, what you'll see, this won't focus too, too well right now, but I have five potentiometers. That's what these sliders are. I have a, that's my Feather M4 Express. And then I have a little breakout board, a screw terminal breakout board so that I can uh, hook up the potentiometers neatly and nicely. Uh, this little on off switch on that uh, breakout board. And I also have a little reset button and a battery here. So this thing can also be portable. Um, but this would work without getting so fancy. This just makes it kind of neat and contained. But you could use alligator clips and, and wires and hook this on uh, if you wanted to, just popping them into the pins of a typical board. So uh, you'll also notice, uh, besides wanting to get a nice reflection of the lights there with that wood, I also have a little piece of diffusing LED acrylic so that we can see the lights a little better. Um, and so... What I'm doing, what the make code sketch will do is allow me to do things like mix the colors of my RGB LEDs. So right now you see I have just one RGB LED lit up and I have a fader here that's for the green uh, component of that light. And as I crank that up, I get from zero to 255 values. That's the full range of that LED. And I can now pop that out and bring up the red component or the blue component. So that's RGB. These happen to be RGBW LEDs. They actually have a fourth diode in there for white, uh, but I'm not gonna use that here today. I'm gonna keep it simple and just use red, green, blue and use these other sliders for something else. So um, you'll see now if I wanna mix colors in, I can get things like purples uh, by, by bringing in my, here, let me bring this little piece of wood a little closer so that reflection's better. Uh, so here you can see red and blue full, blue, red, we get like sort of pink colors in there. Uh, we can do sort of oranges by bringing in red and yellow and we can bring up green, aqua, pure blue and so on. Um, so let's take a look right now just at that part alone because there's, there's a lot more that we can do with this with this setup. But let's just take a look inside of MakeCode how just this, this uh, element of this works. So um, if I Scroll around here. I've got a lot of extra stuff that we'll be coming to in a moment, but let me 
Let me scroll around here and we'll, we'll take a look at how this is built. I will build some of these uh, sort of from scratch. Others I'll, I'll bring in some pre-made code I had just so we're not um, waiting around for a whole bunch of this to get built. So here's my, uh, my first element here. And what I'm gonna do is I'm actually gonna minimize this uh, simulator so that we can have more room for the code. Uh, so this is my on start block. And you'll see the first thing I'm doing here is getting out of the light category in the more section. We have external NeoPixel strips uh, available here, also dot star strips if you use this one. Uh, so I've brought in a strip and you can see here I am uh, setting this strip to be controlled over pin D9. So that's, uh, if we look at our simulator actually for a second, uh, let's full screen that. You can see there is a connection here between my NeoPixel uh, data line and D9 on that uh, Feather M4 Express. And I'm setting a variable that I called numPixels to 16, and that's what allows me to easily change the number of pixels that are in this strip. There are a few different places in the code where we're gonna refer to the number of pixels. Uh, so I decided to set a variable right here, and I can change that if I unplug one of these and I have just uh, two sets of eight, or if I plug in more or a longer flexible strip or a circle, uh, I can easily adjust that in code with that variable. That variable was created by going here to variables, and then I hit make variable and I named it numPixels, and then here I'm setting its value. Uh, this here, set strip uh, mode to RGBW, RGB plus W, uh, your typical strip is gonna be this RGB in that order, GRB format. Um, even though I really only wanna use the red, green, and blue component of this NeoPixel and not touch the white, I still need to send the data properly and uh, it won't send properly. We'll get weird results if we don't tell the microcontroller that the strip we're using has that white, that extra LED in there. So that came again from the light category under more and down at the bottom we have this uh, block here says set strip mode to RGB. And then when we bring that in, we can switch that out to RGBW. Uh, I'm also setting the strip brightness, uh, setting it to 20. And in some of the code, we'll actually be able to adjust uh, that at a later point. Right now, all I'll be doing is setting that as kind of my maximum, uh, which is actually pretty bright. And then as I dial in a component of one of those colors, we're actually going from zero to that full brightness of just that color component. Uh, then the next thing you'll see I'm doing here is calling in a function that's called startup. Now this didn't exist uh, when I began this. I had to create this function. If we look here in the advanced uh, section of the um, categories, there's a section called functions. And here you can click on make a function and make your own function. And I've used these before. Uh, you may be familiar with them. All they are is a discrete chunk of code that you can use to organize things. So it's a little easier rather than listing all of the things I wanna do at startup in this one block. I had enough of them that I decided to push a few off to the side. Um, so here's what they are. If we bring this block over here, this is my sort of subset of code, this function that I named startup. Uh, and what this is, is what happens when we first start up the program. Well, first of all, we set the pixels all off or to black. So that just turns everything off regardless of what had been happening before. And then uh, this block, this is a for loop. So if we look under loops, uh, there is a for index from zero to four. That's the default. 
I'm actually setting this from the index, which is a variable that's going to increment one time every time it runs through this. So this is a way to loop through something and each time add a number uh, so that what we're going to do is actually light each pixel in a row as a cute kind of startup screen. Um, the, or startup animation, I should say. The, um, one second, I'm going to pop over here to the chat just to make sure there are any questions. Where'd my cursor go? There it is. I've lost the cursor. Um, okay, just checking Twitch. Yes, the, the featherboard, uh, CS Randy asks which featherboard you pick up. It's the uh, Feather M4 Express I'm using for this. Um, both the Feather M4 Express and the Feather M0 Express work really well with make code, so those are good choices. Um, so in this for loop, I'm going to take this variable called index and from starting at zero, which is sort of the first time through, up through to however many pixels I have. Remember that I set this earlier as a variable on startup, this num pixels. So, whoops, uh, where'd it go? Come back. So this num pixels of 16, I'm reusing that number here. So again, if I ever changed the number of pixels that I'm using in the hardware, I don't wanna have to go and find a whole bunch of different places uh, to um, update that. So I'm relying on just setting it that one time right here where it's easy to remember to change. Um, and then from then on out, I reuse that variable. So here you can see, I wanna go, all 16 of my pixels should get lit up, lit up one after another. Uh, since this is an array that is indexed at zero being the first one, we'll go from zero up through the number 15. So that'll be our last one. Um, since I've indicated that I have 16 NeoPixels, I'm going to go from 0 to whatever that number is, whatever that variable, num, num NeoPixels, in this case it's 16, minus 1. And that's so that we don't go off to a 17th pixel, if that makes sense. Um, and then what we're doing each time this loop runs through, all 16 times it runs through, is we are setting a pixel on that strip to the color uh, or, or rather we're setting the pixel at this index. So whichever number that is, the first time it's gonna be zero, then one, two, three, four, five, up through the 15th one, to be a color. So right now I have it set to going to this sort of a, uh, aqua or cyan color. Uh, each time it lights one, we then pause for 20 milliseconds. So a little tiny pause, and then we light the next one. So why don't we switch over uh, to that view. How about uh, right here, so you can still see the code, but you'll see my, um, let me move the code over a little bit. You'll see my uh, device that I built here. I'm gonna just press the reset button. So I have a reset button broken out down here. Uh, and when this starts up, you can see it ran through and it lit up each NeoPixel. I'll do that again. Um, and I'll set all the pixels to, to black right now, or all the sliders to black or off. So you can see it ran through and it lit up all the pixels, and then it set one of them to uh, a specific color that's being specified by the sliders right now. Uh, so one more time, there's our startup, okay? Uh, so let's pop back to the main code view now, and let's see what happens after our startup. So remember the reason the startup was being called was that in my on start block, I run through all of these little pieces and then call that function. Once that function runs through, we're done and we're into sort of the heart of the program. And typically that is gonna be a forever loop, not always, but, but often. 
Um, and see right here, I have nothing happening in my forever loop. So um, we'll build this up as if we're just dealing with one color element and one fader right now. So the question is, how do we read the fader or the slide potentiometer? And how do we then translate whatever that reading is into setting a red, a green, or a blue color value? Um, so for this example, let's, uh, we'll start with just the red component. So the first fader is the one that we're gonna use uh, of these faders right here. So we're gonna use this one to set red. You can see it's working right there. It's setting one of those pixels to red. Um, so if we uh, take a look at the um, ability to read an analog input inside of uh, make code. The way you can do this is in the categories here, down in the advanced section, we have pins. And so this is to read wires that are plugged into pins on the board. Um, the potentiometer is essentially a voltage divider. It plugs into three things. It plugs into ground, it plugs into uh, the voltage, the positive voltage on the board, in this case, the 3.3 volt. And it has a wiper, the middle pin, that is being read on a pin. Um, as we move that slider, it essentially increases or decreases the resistance, thereby changing the amount of that voltage from 0 to 3.3 volts that gets through. In this pins category, you'll see we have a block here that's the analog read pin, and then you can designate a pin. Um, so if I want to read one fader, um, the way that I decided to do this was again in a function, but let's actually, let's just make one uh, from scratch right here. So what I'll do is I will um, set a variable um, to be the read of that, um, that fader. So let's just for demonstration purposes, we'll create a new variable. Uh, make this new red fader. Okay, and so if I bring in this new variable, right now it's just gonna set its value to new red fader, value is zero. Um, what we'll do is now go back to this pins section and grab that analog read pin at A0. So this presumes that I've plugged in my red fader into pin A0. Uh, if you look here, um, that is the case if I look at the, um, the simulator, it's going to show that there is a variable uh, analog read going into pin A0. Uh, it chooses to breadboard this as if we're using a um, light sensor, a little photo resistor. Uh, I think if I click on this, we can... I think it just toggles between some values. So it doesn't have a real slider, but it lets us pretend that we're, we're sending it um, sort of its maximum value in, in sort of little uh, quarter increments. Um, so this shows the setup of going with this through a voltage dividing resistor into the ground, uh, one leg going into uh, power, and then the one leg being read on analog A0. Um, so that's similar in a lot of ways to the way the potentiometer is set up. Um, so right now, if we set that um, if we read that analog pin and we want to turn whatever that reading is, it's going to be a, a number from 0 to 1023, and we want to turn that into the amount of the red component of a LED, 
then what we'll need to do is a little bit of math that converts or remaps that value to go from 0 to 1023 over to 0 to 255. And that's just a mismatch between what the analog read uh, range is and what the LED, um, RGB LED write range is. Um, so again, just to, um, for example's sake, what we'll do is we'll take our uh, light strip and look for that set pixel color at zero to red. So this, if I drop this in here, this will set the first pixel uh, to whatever color you tell it here. So you can see again in the, uh, the simulator, it's got this little uh, made up NeoPixel here and it's showing uh, the first one set to red. Um, so what we'll do is take the analog read value, this new red fader variable, and we're going to um, set the red value to be that after it's been remapped. Okay, so uh, there's a couple steps here we'll take. First of all, we're going to go into our uh, RGB LED, and rather than setting the color just as a single indexed color from the picker, we're going to use red, green, blue components. Um, so let's see, where did those go? Are those up here? They might be up in light. Uh, yeah, here we are. So up in the main light category, we have these different ways to specify color. You can do it with a little drop down menu or a color picker. Uh, or you can set it as the red, green, and blue components or hue, saturation, and value. Uh, which is essentially a color circle. So I'm going to grab this um, red, green, blue component version of this. And rather than setting the red value manually, let's in fact, let's set these others to zero. We'll set green and blue to zero. Uh, so right now when this restarts the simulator, you'll see again the first pixel there, pixel zero is red. Um, what I'm going to do, uh, actually before I go any further, I'm going to just pop in and check it, check the chat to make sure no one's yelling at me that we can't be heard. Oh, good. No one's freaking out. That's so good. Sometimes my mic will, uh, I'll, I'll do silly things with my mic and not know for a while. Um, so what we want to do now is remap this, this uh, analog read. So I'm going to use the math category here. And from the math category, I'm going to take this map block down at the bottom. And I will bring that in. And I'm actually going to stick that in my variable new red fader and then tell it the thing I'm mapping is the analog red uh, analog read from A0. And now, like I said, I have a 0 to 223 rating or reading on that uh, analog pin. And I'm going to map it from 0 to 255, which is the range of the RGB LED. Now we can set the strip's pixel color uh, at zero, the first LED, instead of just explicitly saying 255, I'm going to take a copy of that variable there, which is my new red fader, and throw that here. And since new red fader is now the remap, what we should see, if I open up the simulator here, is at first that pixel is set to off or gray. And now as I hit this, um, little simulator photo cell, it's going up to red. And actually it's not showing any fading, which is too bad, but we'll, we'll see that on the real one. Um, so let's, we'll hide that for a second. And if we look back now, 
uh, at our downshooter, you'll see that if I slide just that red pixel, this is doing that exact same thing. Uh, I happen to be showing pixel uh, six or seven there, but if I bring this back down to the first pixel, which I just jumped ahead, we'll see that in a second. Here we can see that's the same thing as going on in the simulator. We're just remapping that value as we read the first slider and it is giving us a red component. Okay, so now you can imagine if we sort of repeat this process for the other two um, faders and plug those into the green and a blue component, it'll look something like this. I'll, I'll do a, a, a quick duplicate of a couple of these and then we can give these uh, new variable names. So we'll say new blue fader or green rather, let's go in the correct order and give this one a new variable name, new blue fader. Uh, and then we'll have different pins that we're plugged into. So now as I add these, you'll see in my simulator, we'll end up with three analog inputs. So these are now representing red, green, and blue as three faders that are plugged into A0, A1, and A2. Uh, we're already set with the remapping here, and then we just need to take uh, a copy of these variables and place them into the red, green, and blue component and pick the proper uh, variable names from the dropdown, red, green, and blue. And now I'll pop open the uh, large version of the simulator, and you'll see here I can add some green, I can add some blue and some red. I'm not convinced those actually work quite right, but uh, if we look at the real version of this, let me bring back my webcam, uh, we'll see that we can now do red for red, green for green, blue for blue, and start mixing them like, like we saw before. So here's kind of an orange, there's a pinky purple, some cyan -y greens, and so on. Um, so the, um, the fact that I'm doing all of these reads and math every time, uh, inside of this forever loop means that it's going to get a little bit crowded and this is something I'm, I'm doing constantly. So what I decided to do instead of, uh, let's, let's bring some of these out of here real quick and throw those away. Uh, instead of doing those right in the forever loop, I instead created a function that's just called read faders. And that's just going to give me all the fader reads and all of the remappings under one roof. Um, so let's take a look over here on the side. I have this function called read faders, and here's what it looks like. This should look familiar. That's, that's pretty much what we just did there. Uh, except now you'll see that I'm also um, reading... Uh, essentially I'm reading five faders and I'm remapping them in a, a total of six ways. So we'll, we'll get to some of that later. But um, for now you can see here's my red, green, and blue fader reading on zero, one, and two, doing the same remapping. Um, I have something called mode fader that we'll take a look at later. And this is, I'm reading uh, essentially the fourth slider 
and I'm remapping its values from zero to three. So that essentially gives me four sections of this fader that I can use as a, as a sort of uh, selector switch. And then I have a thing called the count fader and the brightness fader. So brightness fader and count fader are actually two different remappings of the same pin. So let's ignore bright fader for now and look at this one called count fader. Uh, so count fader, not Darth Vader, Count fader is from 0 to 15 is the remap. Uh, and in fact, let me uh, have a taste of my own medicine here and do this right, which is to say I'm going to pull in variable uh, number of pixels. And I want to go uh, remap my count fader wherever it goes from 0 to 100, and, or sorry, rather, 0 to 1023. I want to remap which pixel I'm writing to as 0 to 15. So if I take a little math block and do a subtraction, so we'll take the number of pixels minus 1, that will allow me again to change the number of pixels easily in one place uh, and one place only. Uh, so what are, we, what are we using this for? How does this count fader work? Well, if we look at um, the read faders in the forever block, we're going to end up with uh, essentially every time the, the program runs through a cycle, we'll know the position of every one of those faders. Um, so if I take this block that I made before, it looks an awful lot like that one before, uh, except instead of just setting red, green, and blue to be the fader values and explicitly typing in which uh, pixel I'm going to use, this one will instead allow me to change uh, which pixel I'm lighting up. So again, let's let's give the, uh, the simulator a try. If I set just the red fader up, we can see the, the zero pixel is set to red. As I change uh, this uh, fourth slider here or fifth slider here, uh, it's going to cycle between um, some of the pixels. Again, this isn't a continuous slider. It just gives me some uh, presets. But you can see that did uh, allow me to set, well, we switch to green now. Does green not work? How about, there we go, blue. Uh, as I go and, and click that, it's changing which pixel is being set. Um, so if we go back to our down shooter, uh, you saw me do this before. If I set all my pixels to zero and then move this fifth slider, you can see I'm re-specifying uh, which pixel will get whatever color mix we're at. So if we bring that up to red, oh, this was on the edge, so it kind of lit two of them. Um, it will now allow me to slide between all 16 of those faders, or uh, NeoPixels, rather. And you can get fancy with this. You can go part way and color a few blue, turn some off bring in a yellowy orange, full red. Um, so whatever color we're at, this slider will change which pixels are getting that color. Um, now let's, let's actually jump back a second and uh, take a look at this number of pixels uh, that we mentioned before. If I had only an eight pixel strip, I would set this value right here. Um, and let's, uh, let's see if we can get this to, to magically upload. So what I'll do is Click pair device. 
And then it allows me to pick my Feather M4 Express and connect to it. Uh, this is running in Chrome, which has Web USB, so it means I can write uh, via um, Web USB directly to the microcontroller and reprogram it. And now if I hit download, uh, it should push that program to the, um, the Feather, and it just did. So now it's also trying to download a copy of the UF2 file, which I actually don't need. Uh, so if we look now at my uh, webcam down shooter, and let me restart, you'll see that it's actually um, only dealing with the first eight. Uh, it doesn't even know the, the, the second strip is there, so it actually has no ability to turn it on or off. That one is, is just kind of stuck in whatever last state it was in. We would need to cut power to this actually to turn those off right now because I'm not sending any data to them. Um, so that's the, um, that's the power of having that variable for, for the number of pixels is that you can just set it in one place and forget it. Uh, so now let's go um, and take a look at the modes. So if you look at, uh, in fact, I'm going to take a moment and just check in on the, on the various chats. So let's check in over on uh, Twitch. It seems like there are no questions. That's great. Let's, let's pop back over to uh, Discord. Looks like we are good. Yay. And uh, I'll check out Facebook and YouTube while I'm at it. Uh, hello, Dan and Alexander. Welcome. And uh, let me find my YouTube. Uh, yeah, the question from the Plaid Gamer is this block coding. It is. It's Microsoft Make Code, which uses Blockly as the um, underlying graphical interface. And it's all uh, a custom um, system from Microsoft called Make Code that works in a lot of different contexts, including with hardware, with arcade games, and Make Code Arcade. Uh, in Minecraft, which I just started playing with, and it's way cool. So I'm excited to, to start learning more about Minecraft coding with MakeCode. Um, okay, so now uh, let's, let's have a look at, uh, we have our function that reads faders, so we can minimize that with the little collapse block. Uh, we have our startup doing its thing. We'll minimize that. I'm going to set the number of pixels back to 16. Uh, and now I can collapse this. If you don't see a down down arrow, uh, you can still right click and choose collapse blocks. Uh, so all that code will run, uh, but it uh, just won't take up space. Okay, so now uh, what we're gonna do is get into a, a sort of what am I using this fourth slider for? So I'm gonna take these out of here and chuck them goodbye. And now I'm going to bring in some code that I already made. And I didn't want to build this from scratch, especially because I might just get it wrong and it wouldn't work. So um, let's, let's make some extra space here and talk about what's going on. So um, I have my same forever block. And I'm still calling that same function to read the faders. So we're still getting uh, the answers of what the five faders are up to and that sort of sixth remap. Um, and then... I'm now structuring this with an if, else, if, else, if, else, if block. So that comes out of the logic here. Uh, this is what it starts out life as, and you can, you can go and add to it to make multiple conditions. Um, if you remember the, uh, let's pop this one back open. The 
fourth fader here, fourth slider, is called the mode fader. And whatever I read it as, I'm mapping it to just four values, 0, 1, 2, and 3. Uh, if you take a look at what I'm reading here in the forever if else block, it is that mode fader. So what I'm doing is I'm checking and seeing if the mode fader is less than one. That means that it's at sort of the bottom quarter of its um, full uh, throw. So down at the bottom quarter of it, uh, we're going to call that mode zero. And when we're in mode zero, we use this exactly as I've shown, red, green, and blue color mixing uh, with that final fader allowing me to switch which pixel. What I decided to do is get a little fancy and add some other modes here where if we are in, uh, remember I said there's sort of four um, sections of the fader we can be in. If we're in the second section from the bottom, that means we're greater than or equal to a value of one after that remapping. Uh, and we are less than a value of two. Then what we're gonna do is actually stop just doing color mixing of still pixels and instead play some animation. Uh, so what I do in this case is I show a frame of a preset animation, which is a, just a rainbow swirl animation, uh, pretty classic NeoPixel animation. Uh, and then I begin using the uh, fourth fader instead of as a position fader, I use it as the brightness fader. And that's why I'm remapping that two different ways. I'm, I'm getting dual use out of one fader. Um, and if you think about it, this is actually how a lot of user interfaces work. Uh, if you think of a car stereo, you might have two knobs on it and the right knob might change your uh, tuner. But if you go into a settings mode, it might change the left, right balance or the front back balance or bass and treble uh, and mids. So uh, this is a similar kind of thing. We have this fourth fader on here. It's the uh, pixel selector when we're in mode zero, but in the other modes, it actually is going to act as a brightness uh, fader. So let's see that in action. If we uh, actually I have no idea if this will work in this simulator or not. Let's let's try it out. Uh, so I'm going to take the it's trying. It's trying to do something. There we go. So with the brightness fader set to something other than zero, uh, I can then go through and pick different modes and it's playing back some animations for us. Much more exciting is to see it on hardware. So let's uh, pop back down to the down shooter here. Uh, I can clear it if I want. Uh, oh, let's re-download the software first. This is, this is going to be funny if I, if I can't get that to work. Uh, so we'll re reconnect. You'll notice the little download button here changes to a USB symbol when we've, when we've um, reset the board. So I'm just pressing the reset button on my board to put it into um, uh, a sort of a bootloader mode so it can download the code. Uh, and then we'll hit download here. It should flash the board. Uh, let me switch to down shooter. There you go. So you saw it just ran through its little startup. That's how I know we're, we're sort of fresh. Uh, I can clear it because I'm in mode zero. Let me just close something real quick that popped open for that download. Uh, and now what we'll do is I'm gonna set um, this to something other than zero so that my brightness is up when I switch modes and go to boop. 
there's mode one. So mode one is that rainbow animation. I can drop my brightness now to make that much more legible. Uh, if we get too bright here, <laughs> that's, uh, that's hard to see. And this is, remember, this is with my overall brightness ceiling set at 20 out of a possible 255. So NeoPixels are no joke. You can get really bright. Uh, so let's drop this back down to something a little more palatable. There we go. Uh, so that's mode one. This, remember, was mode zero, where we're just changing individual pixels. So mode one, rainbow. Uh, what about the other modes? What else have we done in here? Let's, let's take a look back at the code. Um, since I have set this up with somewhat arbitrarily, I've set it up with four modes. We could probably get away with eight modes, uh, 16 modes. At some point, it'll be hard to find uh, the section you want on the slider since it doesn't have any clicks or detentes in it. It just um, slides freely. So you might, might end up with problems setting up too many little subdivisions in there, uh, but it's certainly possible. Uh, but I've got these four. So the first one I did was a rainbow and then I just repeated the same sort of thing here. We've got, uh, let me move this simulator out of the way. <clears throat> If we're in that uh, third band, which is greater than or equal to two or less than three, then we're setting a uh, sort of blinking theater chase. I think it might be the name of that one. Uh, does it name it? Let's hover. Theater chase, yeah. Uh, same sort of thing. We can set the brightness with the brightness fader. Uh, and then the final one is if the uh, mode fader is greater than or equal to three, that means we're in the top quarter of the range. And we will set this, um, What's his name? This one is color wipe, and it's a it's a wipe between blue and off. Uh, so let's try those out. Let's go to the down shooter, and here's the second mode, which is the theater chase. It's like a marquee running around a uh, a theater sign. Crank up the brightness. You can probably see that on my face or in my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> And now, bring that back down, we'll go to, uh, this is that uh, wipe. So it wipes up a color and it wipes it off. Now, if we want to, um, we can explore some uh, modifications to this. So we already know, let me, let me uh, first of all, go back to a expanded block view and I'll format the code just by right clicking. It gives me sort of neater version. And hey, it looks like it fits mostly around my head, which is nice. Um, so I'll, actually what I'll do is I'll, let me ask, are there any questions that anyone has about this or how you, you might uh, adjust or modify this? Um, so I'll check the, the various chats real quick. Um, is the program available? That is an excellent question. Uh, I think that's Thomas Ball at Microsoft. Uh, let me make it available right now and I'll show you how you do that. Um, this is one of the many cool things about make code uh, is that I've got this um, code here and I've given it a name five faders. Let me let me rename this to make code whoa, live five faders. Um, and what I can do now is hit this share button. Uh, I will click on publish project. And now you'll see there's a QR code 
that you can take a picture of. Uh, and there's also a URL there. So if I um, click on this to expand, anyone watching this video, you can point a webcam if you have one that's, uh, that's on a wire, or you can use a mobile device and that'll take you to the URL of this code. Um, and since I copied uh, that URL, I can now go into uh, the, let me pop open the Twitch window real quick here. And sorry, I'm not showing this, so you're just hearing. Um, Hey, Tom Ball. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tom is one of the creators and overseers and uh, I, don't, I don't know what your official relationship is to make code other than deep in it. And thank you. <laughs> so I love I love make code. Um, so Tom Ball, you probably researcher. Are you a senior research scientist? I'm sorry, I don't know your title. Uh, but Tom Ball is one of one of the uh, excellent people behind uh, Microsoft make code. So thank you. Uh, and let me paste that into the other chats. Uh, almost there. Here it comes to YouTube. Uh, oh, and I got a question in YouTube from Toddbot who says he'd like to see the JavaScript view. That is an excellent point. So let me, let me share that real quick. Um, so that is how you can share. Uh, you can also save, by the way, if I click on my little save icon down here that looks like a disk, a little floppy disk. Um, that just saved a, um, I believe it saves a PNG file in this mode. If it doesn't, it saves a UF2 file. Yeah, PNG. So it saves a graphic file that's actually sneaky because it has the code embedded in it. So now I can just put that on my desktop. I can put it in an email. I can grab it and drag it into make code later and it'll open it up. Um, works really well with make, make, uh, make code arcade where you end up with a little icon that looks like a game cartridge and it's adorable and I love it. I think that idea came out of Pico 8. Um, super great. So, um, okay, so we've got a little bit of time. So what I wanna do first, let me show the JavaScript view of this uh, as Toddbot requested over in YouTube. Uh, so what we've been seeing is the blocks view, but up here at the top, we can switch this into JavaScript mode. And I'm going to turn off the green screen because, uh, it's hard to see otherwise. Uh, and so this is the JavaScript view of this. It actually generates some really nice, uh, neat code, elegant looking almost. Sometimes auto code generators uh, do weird things. They don't look like a person wrote them, but these, these ones turn out really nice. Um, so hats off on, on the team for generating this good code out of the blocks. Um, and it's a two-way street. You can go back to the block view so long as you don't do anything so weird that the blocks don't know how to deal with it. Um, and let's see, if you look in here, it's, it's pretty short actually. It's not, not a lot of code. Um, this is a nice place to do things, uh, for example, some of the remapping. If you came in here and said, you know what, I want my faders to work backwards. You could just type in 1023 to zero here, or you only want to go up to half brightness. So we'll go to, let's say, 128. Um, that change will be easy to kind of cut and paste in the text here. And then when we go back to blocks mode, uh, we can see that the changes are uh, preserved. So uh, I'll turn the green screen back on there. So there you can see my red fader, hello, uh, is now set to that new set of values. So um, I like to use the JavaScript for things like that. I try not to write the code from scratch in there because I might make it weird and not be able to get back to blocks. However, 
Uh, that said, you can bring in, let me turn off the green screen again. Uh, you can bring in code snippets using the categories over here. So uh, if I wanted to light up the uh, little onboard LED, let's say, I could do digital right pin name to value. Uh, so if we bring that in, it brings in a piece of code uh, rather than a block. And then you can edit that code to light up a certain pin. Uh, I don't use those much, so I, I don't know if people have tips and tricks they want to share with those. I'm happy to, to dive in more, but I don't use that that much. Uh, okay, so let's turn our green screen back on. And then uh, I also wanted to uh, try just a little modification to this. Um, if you take a look at uh, our setup here, You'll remember we set the NeoPixels to be, um, or rather we set the, the color mode. Sorry, I, I, I'm going to the wrong place. We set the color mode on these to be red, green, blue. Uh, here we are. So just in this forever loop, when I set the strip pixel colors, we're using red, green, and blue. Uh, let's see what happens when we switch that to be hue, saturation, and value. So what I can do is head to light more, or rather, I think it's in the light, isn't it? Yeah, so light color. And right here, this hue saturation value, I'm gonna grab that. I'm gonna drop that in instead. And so this is now actually a color, color wheel that starts at red and goes through the rainbow of colors of hues back up through pink and then into red again. Uh, and then we can set the saturation and values separately. So we'll leave those full, but um, you know what we'll do? This will, these names won't mean much, but I'm gonna change the red fader, the first fader to be the hue, the next fader to be saturation, the next set uh, to be um, value. Um, and then let's bring that code back in. So I'm gonna reset my board. I will download that onto the board. Let's, uh, I'll show you the view of that as we do it. Here's a view of this. Downloading. And good, I don't need to download it again. Let me close this window. Um, so now if I, let me clear all these and then come up here. Uh, if I set my saturation and value up to the top, this first slider now is pushing me through the rainbow. So that's hue, and I've already got saturation and value taken care of. Let me drop those down so it's not quite as bright. Can I get it that way? Let's see. Uh, we'll set the saturation high. And there you can see I'm pushing my way through a color wheel with the first slider. So that's, this is no longer red, green, and blue. Um, and that's a... a easy modification to make. You, you can see I'd want to change my um, variable names there so they make more sense. Um, but that's just a, a sort of quick example of uh, a way that you could modify this. Uh, by the way, there's undo in here. So let's let's see how, how, uh, how well that works on this change I've made. I'm going to, you can see it works its way through everything I've changed. Do we have enough undos? It stored every one of those number changes or sort of an increment of them. 
Let's see if we can get back. Can we do it? There? Yes. Okay. Uh, so that's back to the way it was. It's back to normal. Um, and the other change I wanted to do is just let's add one more mode. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll change my mode fader to go up to four. So now it'll be five possible modes. And then I'll change my uh, forever loops if else block here to add one more uh, else if. It would work the way it wanted to, but I like to keep it consistent. So I'm gonna duplicate this and say this is what happens when it's greater than or equal to four. Uh, and I'm gonna duplicate this one here to reuse it in the fourth case. And that's from three uh, and greater to less than four. Uh, so then inside of this uh, this last one, just because we don't have a lot of time, I'll, I'll just do yet another animation, but we could do something wildly different with that if we wanted to. Um, and so now we'll say, we'll set a frame of this sparkle animation here, and we'll use the other um, fader still for brightness. So I will press the reset button on my feather that hooks up the uh, USB, web USB. I'll hit download. We'll switch over to the other view. Uh, here you can see it's doing its little download and in a moment it'll finish. Don't need to save that. Close that. Uh, and so now you'll see we can uh, go from mode zero, which is just setting RGB. We can go to mode one, which is the rainbow, mode two, chase, three is wipe. And you'll notice we still have some room on here. We should be able to get to the final one, which is the sparkle. There's a little sparkle animation. Ooh, let's crank that one. That's, <laughs> that's a good one to crank the, uh, it's white anyway. It's all, all colors at once, so we can set that one full. Um, so uh, that is my project of the week. So um, let me turn that down because I'm going to get a headache from that. Uh, so I want to thank you for uh, stopping by and checking it out. Let's uh, reformat the code here so you can see all of that in its final glory. Um, doesn't take much. It's pretty simple code. And uh, if you uh, like puzzles and problem solving and visual thinking, uh, this is a great way to do it. I love the, the visual and sort of visceral physical um, logic flow of building up your code inside of make code because of the way the blocks work. Um, and uh, I encourage you to check it out. There's loads of resources. Go to makecode.com to find a whole bunch of resources on learning. There's many tutorials, tutorials that you can do right inside of the browser. Uh, and we got all these great videos for you to watch. So uh, speaking of which, We Code Make Code is going to be doing a video up next on the twitch.tv slash msmakecode. And uh, I should be back with yet another one next week. So watch, uh, watch the blog and watch the schedule for that. Uh, for Microsoft Make Code and Adafruit, I'm John Park, and this has been Make Code Live with John Park, me. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.